0: This episode is brought to you by Dunnings, your local distributor of quality fuels and lubricants throughout Western Australia. Dunnings Fuel operate their fleet of trucks 24 hours a day, 7 days a week and on a daily basis have trucks operating in the whole state. Dunnings keeps the whole state running. Find out more at dunningsfuel.com.au listening to the central station podcast where we bring you stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else so pull up a stump pop the billy on or crack a cold one as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of australia home
1: Hi, my name's Tanya Heaslip, and this is an excerpt from my book, Beyond Alice. I should just preface this by saying it's a bit of a sad story. It's at the start of my time at boarding school. Things do get better, but this is near the start. By the end of the school day, I was desperate to hide away on my own. Following Trina's lead, I returned to the boarding house, put my bag down in the locker room and rushed upstairs to the dormitory before anyone could catch me. The room was long and rectangular, with toilets and a washroom at one end, and mercifully empty. I folded myself over a toilet, heaving with homesick sobs. But I already knew we weren't allowed in the dormitory after school, so when there was nothing left to cry out, I washed my face and crept back down the side stairs. The corridor ahead of me was long and dark, and smelt heavily of polish. "'Where have you been, young lady?' I jumped and looked behind me. It was one of the boarding house mistresses I'd met the previous night. Boarding house mistresses worked in the boarding house only, and the name of this one was Miss Wadley. I remembered that much. She had false teeth that stuck out when she smiled. It was a smile she used often, but it never seemed to reach her eyes. I, I, my throat constricted and I couldn't speak. You are not allowed upstairs at this hour. Please join the girls in patchul. Library, she gestured to a room on the right, or Patchel Common Room. They are the two places you may be, or outside in the quadrangle. Dinner will be at 5.30 sharp. You will hear the bell ring and do not be late. Another mistress emerged from a side office, blinking. Her name was Miss Slater, I also remembered. Skeletal thin and walking with a swaying side-to-side motion, she stared vaguely at me through Coke bottle glasses that made her eyes look large and round. Miss Wadley clicked her teeth. Tanya, that will be, yes, Miss Wadley. Uh, yes, Miss Wadley, I stammered. Miss Slater didn't speak. She just continued to gaze vacantly at me. Head down, I turned and walked away, passing a telephone on a table outside the boarding house mistress's office. Just looking at it made my stomach tighten. First years were allowed to make one phone call a week home by reversing the charges and speaking for a limited time with their families. The older girls had told me that the boarding house mistresses listened in. It was difficult to have private conversations, but at that moment I longed even for a public conversation with my family just to hear their voices. But we had no telephone in the bush, and the one on the table here felt like a cruel reminder of how far away I was from home. It was almost more than I could bear not knowing when I would speak to my family again. After dinner, Miss Wadley summoned all the first-years to the common room. With Miss Slater blinking at her side, Miss Wadley said, "'Now, rules to remember, first-years. Our main corridor here in Patchel Wing, and indeed all the corridors in this boarding house, are not for running. We walk everywhere in a ladylike manner. Do you understand? We do not shout, we do not yell, we do not laugh loudly, and we do not walk up the main stairs, ever.'" I stared in disbelief. How could I not run or shout or yell or laugh loudly? I'd been free in the bush all my life. We ran everywhere, shouting and yaking. Miss Wadley tapped her pen on the table. Consequences for disobedience include cleaning work, no television, no activities, and most importantly, she paused. Gating. Silence hung in the air. I felt a bit sick. What was gating? Was it like the bush gate? That was the gate through which Dad sent old cows that were no good for market, young calves and heifers and steers that still need to be fattened up or any other cattle he didn't have a use for at that time. Whatever it was, it didn't sound good. One final thing, said Miss Wadley, ushering Miss Slater towards the door. You do not go out near the fence or the front gate or any of the side gates or anywhere that people on the main road may see you. The gates are locked, but even if they aren't, under no circumstances do you ever open them or leave the school grounds without permission. The punishment for that is expulsion. I felt my legs giving way. This was prison. How would I ever survive? When we were finally allowed upstairs to our dormitory, I hurried to the long narrow window above my bed and gazed out of it, searching desperately for something I recognised. I looked for stars I knew for a way to connect to home. I thought if I could find the Southern Cross or the Milky Way or the saucepan, I could orientate myself and imagine a link back to the outback skies. But as I squinted into the glass, all I saw was blackness between me and the silhouette of dark trees and beyond that, the glare of city lights. Below us rumbled the relentless sound of rushing traffic. This was a city, a different world. Perhaps there were no stars in a city. Perhaps they couldn't get in. I sat back and a nasty, shadowy feeling came over me. Then I ran my fingers across the glass and shoved my fist into my mouth to stop the sound of sobs. For the first time in my life, I was really on my own. I didn't know how to survive this new world alone. I'd never been without my family or without friends close to my family. I'd never really lived anywhere but out back Australia. There I knew every dip of the ranges. The direction of the creek bed's curves, the hidden water holes and faraway gullies, the soft palette of colours at sunset and sunrise. There I could walk and ride and muster cattle and camp under the stars and never get lost. The land was imprinted on my being. What was this place with no stars? Miss Slater was at the dormitory door now, blinking. Lights out now, girls! As the room was plunged into darkness, I remembered the sound of animals in pain. A bullock with a broken leg. A cow who'd lost a calf to a dingo. A scrubber bull dying as predators attacked him. They all gave out moans of deep agony, of loss, of inconsolable rage and despair. Their pain always seemed worse at night. They always seemed more vulnerable at night. I pulled my pillow over my head so no one could see my body heaving and shaking, and so no one could hear those sounds coming from me. I didn't fit in. I didn't belong. This was not my home. I wanted to die and escape it all. How was I ever going to survive? You've just listened to an excerpt from Tanya's latest book,
2: Beyond Dallas. To find this book and her others, search Tanya Heeslip, visit your local bookstore or see the links in the show notes below.
0: Charles Darwin University's Agricultural and Rural Operations Team focuses on North Australian production and business systems, offering current real-world knowledge and experience by delivering both full qualifications and industry-required short courses. Courses at the rural campus are designed to develop the skills required for work on a North Australian beef cattle property or in the top-end agricultural industry while providing a sound knowledge base in the pastoral and or agricultural industries. They have dedicated staff who specialise in workplace training and assessment and recognition of prior learning. They will come to you and they service some of the most remote areas in the Northern Territory. Find out more at cdu.edu.au
2: If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave us a review. It really helps other people find our podcast. You can find our website at centralstation.net.au where we have over 1,200 stories published from across Northern Australia, all of our podcast episodes, a tourism directory for visiting an outback cattle station and training and employment resources. We're on Facebook at Central Station, True Stories from Outback Australian Cattle Stations and we're on Instagram at centralstation.net.au. And we're also on Twitter at Central Station 6. To discuss this episode with other listeners, head on over to our Facebook group, Central Station Podcast.